Welcome to this virtual service at Westchester Chapel. Thanks for listening to this message that comes directly from God's Word. To hear more, visit westchesterchapel.org and click on Media. Now grab your Bible as we dig into it together. We continue our prayer series on the Lord's Prayer as it was given to us in Matthew's Gospel. The Director of Community Prayer, Ava Pacheco, gave us the initial teaching last week in Matthew 6, verses 9 and 10. She showed us many things, including the priority of starting our prayers with praise and worship and, and allowing our prayers to acknowledge the fact that God's kingdom is here in part and not yet fully, which is really why we do a lot of our prayers. And so when we pray to our Father in heaven, we're inviting him to bring his rule and his reign, his kingdom here to earth in more fullness, even as his will is being done. So tonight we're going to look at verses 11 and 12 in Matthew 6. And they read like this, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. Matthew uses the word debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. In verse 11, right away, there's a little bit of a mystery in regard to what um, a certain word there means. The word that is translated daily as in daily bread, it's only found here in Matthew and in Luke in the same section of scripture when Luke is also relating this story of Jesus telling his disciples uh, about how to pray. And there's maybe one other document in all that has been found in all of the secular Greek literature of the day with this word in it. So it really is hard to know what it really means. Um, sometimes, well, we, we see that both Luke and Matthew add every day the sense of a daily asking for the daily bread um, to it. And maybe that is trying to give us a, a hint that of what they're talking or what this daily bread is intended to mean. And sometimes, you know, when we are not certain of what a word might mean in the Bible, we would look to the early church fathers to help us interpret it. Um, unfortunately, we don't get a lot of help in regard to this particular Greek word because there are at least three different interpretations of what this could mean. Oh, one interpretation is that it means uh, the bread you need for today. And uh, one interpretation is that it's the bread that's essential for life. And another interpretation is that it's the bread that comes once the fullness of the kingdom comes when we're sitting together uh, with Jesus at that great feast at the end of time. Uh, so here's where grammar kind of helps us because the grammar in Luke at least, and it looks like also in Matthew, helps us understand that we're really not, we're talking about a continual giving of bread, continually needing this bread. So uh, that helps us understand that it can't really be referring to the bread that comes at the end of the time when Jesus returns to set up his kingdom on earth. And um, so that's helpful. So we're really talking about bread that's essential for life and bread that we might need to have refreshed day after day, every single day. And now the word bread in the Bible it refers you know, to the actual bread. It can also refer to food. 
And uh, we know that Jesus has called himself, at least in the Gospel of John, the bread of life. And he's also said in the scripture that every word that comes from the mouth of God is uh, but our spiritual bread. And that's why you saw in this uh, sketch that we did earlier that um, part of the bread that God was assigning me was going to be daily scripture reading and uh, giving to those who um, giving my time to my family and giving uh, some money to those in need. And so that's there. There's a sense that it is what we need is what we're going to get. Most of, uh, excuse me, most of Jesus's first disciples would have been reminded of the whole story of the Israelites as they went through the desert. Because uh, as you might remember, while they were going through the desert on their way to the promised land, the Lord provided them with their daily food in the form of manna. And their instructions were to go out every day, collect what they needed for that day, eat it that day, and uh, not try to save it because it would mold overnight. Um, the only time that it, they were allowed to collect more than what they needed for the day was on Friday, their Friday bread, because they had to uh, collect enough for their Sabbath. Uh, the day on which they weren't going to do any work at all. And so that included gathering food. So, and, you know, of course, as, it, as you would expect that the manna collected for that um, Sabbath did not mold. That was the miracle non-molding Friday bread. And uh, we, we could all really love some of that uh, in our life right now, probably. But basically the idea here is that just as the Israelites were totally dependent on the Lord for this manna. We are also totally dependent on the Lord for what we need for our daily life. And it's that sense in which God advise, or the Lord, Jesus, advises his disciples to ask the Heavenly Father for their daily bread. And it's that same sense of dependence. We know, of course, you know, that there are this prayer is so very powerful. When we pray, Father, give us today our daily bread. We're asking the Father to give us what we need for our spirits, our souls, our bodies. And because he knows what we need more than we even do ourselves, we're actually placing our dependence squarely upon him. And we're, we're kind of asking him, identify our needs and meet them. Another in sense of this prayer though is that it's calling us to be specific to enumerate be specific about our needs god has taught us that even in our praise and prayer time during this very evening and on our sundays uh to be specific about our prayer not because he doesn't know what we really need but because he wants to encourage us uh in our prayer it's faith building for us to identify our need and ask for him to meet it and then be kind of wowed by how he meets it sometimes in a very uh, a way very different from what we thought he would meet it but it's you know that's his choice to meet our need how he sees best but what is so it's so it's kind of thrilling to see him do something we didn't expect um if we get over our control issues we can actually find a lot of joy and and wonder and how God meets our needs. And so that 
phrase, give us today our daily bread, is uh, a powerful prayer that gives him charge over everything, permission to, to grant us what we really need, and, and also an invitation to us to speak to him honestly about what we think we need and uh, allow him really to communicate with us on that point, even as we saw um, in the sketch. And, um, you know, so under this category of daily bread, we can list things as specific, and we should, as we need money to pay the heating bill. We need uh, encouragement because we're feeling discouraged. We need money for nutritious food. We need somebody, you know, friends for our children, good and dependable and godly friends for our children. And so we depend on the Father for these needs. This, this verse enables us to just place that dependence before him and reiterate that. Now, verse 12 brings up that a very familiar theme. Uh, Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Matthew is using the word debt here. Luke uses the word sin. Matthew is writing to uh, generally understood to be more people who have been Jewish, who became believers in Jesus. And Luke has tended, it has been understood, Luke's gospel is written for a lot of Gentiles as well. So in the Jewish culture, in the Jewish religious um, understanding, debt had come to mean uh, sins and trespasses. And some of some versions actually uh, translate it, the debt, the word debt to as trespass. Um, but so we think that Luke is using the word sin because it's probably more easily understood on the part of the Gentiles. They might not have understood that debt tended to include something beyond, um, you know, a monetary debt, an IOU or something you owe the tax man, but a uh, uh, sin. And so that's why we think those differences are in the text right now. This verse isn't really, is not talking about the forgiveness that a believer get or somebody gets when they become a believer, when they place their dependence on Jesus and when they accept his atonement for their sin. That's not the sense in which this particular forgive us our debts as we forgive those who uh, owe us and have debts against it we consider have debts. Um, it's not talking about that. Uh, it's talking about the fact that despite perhaps our best efforts or sometimes not our best efforts, believers sin and we sin daily, we sin regularly, we need to be cleaned of that sin. The Bible talks very clearly about that, especially if you looked at, say, the, the Last Supper when um, the Lord says he needs to wash the feet of the disciples. And Peter's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't wash my feet. And he's like, well, you can't really be part of me if you're not in a state of cleanliness, meaning in forgiven repenting of your sin and so there is this sense in which we need regularly to come to the lord and say we've sinned and please forgive us and so that's what this is about now there is this sort of causal link and you saw it in the um the drama wherein there's a sense in which how readily we forgive is uh perhaps uh, there's an equivalency in in the heavens 
Um, I'm not going to go as far as our playwright on that, but I will say that the point of what I believe this particular verse is teaching us is that we forgive because we've been forgiven and because we have been forgiven, that amazing grace um, has transformed us to the point where we are willing to extend that grace to others. You saw that the Joyce in the sketch was reluctant to forgive and forget Derek's uh, tra trespasses against her. And um, that is a, a, a reasonable conversation to have with God is if there is somebody that we uh, are holding a grudge against, that praying along the lines of this particular verse should help us if we have a listening heart, understand where there's bitterness in our own heart against another person. And it's it may or may not translate to a certain kind of um, forgiveness God gives us in the heavenlies. I tend to think that, you know, we suffer in our own being quite enough when we hold unforgiveness against people. We suffer physically, we suffer emotionally, we suffer spiritually. And it begins, if you will, a divide between us and God when we hold grievances against other people. One trick tricky thing that Satan does to us is he he uh, convinces us that it was just no big deal, whatever somebody else has done against us. It's just no big deal. It shouldn't bother us. So we're just going to pretend it doesn't bother us. But the fact is probably it does bother us and it can grow into a, a resentment and a bitterness. And so it is best when we sit before the Lord and use the Lord's prayer as a model for prayer, it is best for us to say, is, am I holding any grudges that I'm even not aware of? Because I don't want that bitterness on my soul. I don't want it to come between you and me, Lord. And I do not want it, you know, possibly uh, cause a cold heart between the two of us. And I certainly don't want it between my brother and sister on earth. And so that's, that's the sense in which this verse is talking about forgiving you know, please forgive us because we've been forgiven. And as we have been forgiven, we choose to be forgive to forgive it in a like manner. So we want to be fully forgiven. We we want to be in a great relationship with God and holding bitterness against another person really holds us in um away from God in that part of our life. And so that's we we need to have that proper attitude of forgiveness uh, because we've experienced this grace. And this is all sort of to the best because even in the secular world, there's a tremendous amount of studies that show that when you hold bitterness, people who can't or won't forgive other people are the ones who who really get, you know, sour stomachs and resentment and anger and it's hardens, calcifies in our heart. And, it, you know, it's not surprising that those people find that it's hard to even receive forgiveness from God. It's hard to believe God can forgive because we judge God's forgiveness based on our own ability or lack thereof to forgive. That's why I think in the drama, we see her saying, joy, the, the dramatic Joyce saying, I I don't know if I can. And and God says, you do your best, I'll do my best. And, and that's really how I throw myself before the Lord when I find that I've tried to forgive, but I still have emotional issues 
with the individuals or the situations that I'm dealing with. I just, I have to go before God and say, I really, I really am bankrupt in this area. I, I want to obey the word of God and I have to count on you to execute that in my emotional being and in my, in, in the spiritual, uh, atmosphere that I'm in with the individual, the circumstance. And, um, and guess what? God does it because his best is pretty good. And so each, you know, like the verses we studied last week and really, you know, every verse of the Lord's prayer can be used, um, as a model for prayer. Uh, we come and say, you know, our father, you know, show me the deepness of our relationship, mine as a child and you as a father, and show me where I don't understand that because of my own limited understanding of fathers based on my worldly experience. And so each one of these particular phrases can be used for a, a really powerful conversation with God. And that's why I love that sketch um, that we did earlier, because you see it in action. And of course, it's a bit surprising to the to the dramatic Joyce because she kind of figured she was just gonna recite the prayer and be off to her day and and to think that God wants a conversation with us and that is so beautiful and so wonderful and so let's go ahead and pray today's verses together and you know just invite God to to speak with us um, as He will on those subject matters and to lead us uh, into a deeper understanding of Him and a understanding of how to speak with him and uh, the subjects that are important to him that he cares about with us. And, and so, Lord, we want to thank you for the Lord's Prayer and, and its powerful invitation to enter into conversation with you. Today, we come to you and we, we ask you, give us today our daily bread, what's essential for us and what we, what we need today. Uh, whatever that is, show us what we need, even as we tell you that we we need and have needed food to uh, be nourishing, uh, water to refresh ourselves, um, the money or the transport we needed to get from here to there today to execute our jobs, the grace to be kind to the people around us, the grace to travel without sinning against others as we move across the highways and the byways of our world, we just say provide for us your, through your gracious and endless supply, all of these needs. And forgive us our debts, our sins, even as we also have forgiven those who sinned against us. So show us where we have sinned. Firstly, we need to know that. We need to know if, if we're ignorant of having sinned against you either directly or by withholding some good thing because it's also written is it not lord that uh, those who do who know what is the good thing to do but fail to do it are uh are transgressing against you and so we just come and ask you show us where we've sinned and um and allow us to tell you where we think we've sinned too and receive your forgiveness and show us lord god if there's anybody in our life we have failed to forgive um and if in some way that has been eating away at the goodness of our relationship with you and and caused us maybe even to doubt whether you could forgive us because we've just had a bad relationship with forgiving others. 
you know, you, you want to um, set everything in right relationship and, and especially um, ours with you and, and ours with others, brothers and sisters in the faith and, and those outside of the faith. We ask you just to uh, show us if we have uh, somebody we need to, to bring to you that this very evening and ask you to forgive and ask you to help us to forgive and to forgive us for not forgiving. We just want to, we want to be right with you on that. So show us that and release of a, release us of any bitterness and resentment. And these prayers we make in the name of, and as Ava taught us last week, in the character of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening. After hearing the message today, if you'd like to start a relationship with Jesus or rededicate your life to him, why not do it now? Pray with me right where you are. Lord Jesus, I turn from going my own way and I choose to follow you. Forgive me for my sins. I thank you for dying on the cross to cover them and rising again from the dead. I choose now to live for you and I receive your life into mine, amen. If you prayed with us, get in touch through our contact page at westchesterchapel.org. There you can find more information on how to grow in your faith and where we meet. We'd love to have you join us.